Welcome to Help from Future Self. Welcome to another episode of Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. My name is Ed Pocock, and I am joined as every week by our friend, our coach, Boulevard Paper Fight. It's Blake. How are you doing, Blake? Hey, Ed. How's it going, man? Good to see you again. <laughs> as every week. As yeah, every week. Exactly. <laughs> and perhaps you might like to explain, Blake, why uh, why why our listeners are hearing something slightly different this week. Yes, we are doing a classic team up episode with, uh, of course, if you haven't guessed, our friends from Call of Discovery, and we're doing it in the form of a really fun game show. So today we are doing the KeyForge quiz. So what we are doing is uh, having basically myself and Ed today pose some questions to the other halves of our podcast. So Zach and Alex are also here with us today, and they are going to be asked a series of questions that will test their knowledge of Keyforge in general. It's not about the game. It is about everything to do with Keyforge. And not only that, we have some fun way of presenting this. So Ed, why don't you go into that a little bit more? Absolutely. We have got three lifelines that our players, our participants, our, those in the subject chairs can invoke at any time they choose. And these lifelines are Wild Wormhole. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> these lifelines are Wild Wormhole, Doorstep to Heaven, and bait and switch. So very familiar in a way, but we are going to talk about them in a bit more detail as and when those times arise. We are going to take it in turns to to ask these questions. And I think I think in 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 a, in a good sense of Keyforge, I reckon let's just get started with it, Blake. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds great. So we have uh joining us as our contestants from Call of Discovery, we have Zach Armstrong. What's going on, Zach? Hello, everyone. It is I, Zach, Petter of Floomphs. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, representing Help from Future Self, we have my main man, Scuzzy Gruen. Alex, what's going on, man? I didn't come here to play. I came here to win. Now let's play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sure listeners of both podcasts will know quite how competitive we are on Call of Discovery. And of course, Blake and Alex, you guys are on uh, Help from Future Self as well. None of that mm -hmm. casual stuff. It's about winning, right? No, definitely. <laughs> At all costs. Cutthroat. <laughs> I'm not afraid to disconnect the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's dive right on in. So um, to determine who's going first, I figure we should do it in the standard Keyforge way, which is to flip a key. Ooh. Ed, we're going to go with the honor system here. Would you prefer a forged or unforged key? As we are immensely competitive, a forged key is always better than an unforged key, Blake. I can't argue with that. Here we go. <laughs> And it is forged. Ooh. Ha, ha, ha. Discovery like to, has been called. Would you like to ask first? Or would you like me to ask first? Uh, Blake, you can ask first. All right. I will do the first question of the asking. So, Zach, my first question to you is, coming from Logan from the Archons of Atlanta. And his question is, 
what is the name of the church that House Sanctum Knights collect offerings for? And this one is multiple choice. So is it A, the Church of the Ascended Knight, B, the Sanctimonious Church, C, the Church of the Opened Eye, or D, the United Church of Hadroth? Ooh, that is a great question. Uh, Coming from the Archons of Atlanta, real close to me. And I will say that question's answer is close to my brain, and I will say C, the Church of the Open Eye. That is correct. (laughs) So, um... Just to actually give everyone an idea, we when we ask these questions, we ask people to provide a source for their answer. And I have to say my favorite response, which happened the most out of any, was just look at the card. And it doesn't apply to this one, but there's a lot of questions where their, their source backup was look at the card. <laughs> and I appreciated <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. Zach, you have one. Ed, over to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Blake. And I think it goes to say we must thank the community for, well, both Help From Future Self and Call of Discovery here for really getting involved and sending us a huge list of potential questions for use. And yeah, we've had so much fun going through them and uh, we are bringing, bringing some of them here for you today. So the next question, are you ready, Alex? I am so ready. I was born okay, ready for this. Okay. Okay. Big talk. Let's see if you can. <laughs> um, the next question is In Worlds Collide, Flurp is an unidentified character. But what card does Flurp appear on? This question is brought to us by Asher. And I've got some multiple choice answers for you here, Alex. We've got Is it A, Stomp? B, Drumanaut? C, Eureka? Or D extinction. Ah, uh, I'm 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 probably going to get this run wrong because I am not a very diligent reader of flavor text. So let's let's go out on a limb here. And uh, 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 people who know me know how much I love Brobnar, so I'm going to trust in Brobnar here and say a stomp. Oh wait, that's a that's a Saurian card. Wow. All right, a stomp. Let's go. You've got it. You got it right. That's one point. Wow. So, <laughs> while misidentifying the card, that's that's the kind of dumb luck that's led me to so many victories in the uh, the game of Keyforge. I'm really hoping that we see a Flurp the Furious character in in set five or six of Keyforge, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. So it's one all, and back over to you, Blake. Okay, Zach. So our next question comes from Trenton. And he asks, what is the highest power elusive creature? Oh, oh, that is a great question. The highest powered elusive creature. It sounds like you're typing that into Archon Archon. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, we can Uh hear your keyboard. Oh no, no, I'm certainly not doing that. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Let's see. Uh, my my gut, my gut says there is a particularly noiseless Brobnar creature from a from AOA. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's anybody who's special who does less damage or whatever, uh, who's a higher power, and I can't think of any. So we are going to go with the most Brobnar of all Brobnarians, the six power Brobnar creature, Kulf the Quiet. That is correct. Woo! Two up. All right. On to you, Ed. Okay, okay. Well, let's see if you can equalize, Alex. This is a question coming to us from 
The forger of the keys on Instagram. I am quoting here the entire entire name of the person that sent this. So um, we have a fill in the blank because everyone loves to fill in the blank. This card is control the week and it has a play effect. That play effect is choose a house on your opponent's identity card. Your opponent blank choose that house as their active house on their next turn. What is the blank? You know, I feel like this is a trick question because the answer came so immediately me to mind, but I cannot think what the trick would be. So I'm going to say that the answer is must. Well, I think you must be right because it's must. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Awesome. You guys are doing too well here. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right, so, over to you, Blake. Yes. Uh, next up, we have a question that would have been unfair to ask us, Guzzy. So it's going over to mm. you, my man, Zach. I and see. this comes from Flibber. And it says, there are two creatures which share their name with Canadian lake monsters. What are they? Oh, and I have to name both of them? You can choose one. We'll say one because that, that does seem excessive to do too. Okay. Okay. Well, that's great because... Uh, I happen to be on Twitter entirely too much, especially Keyforge Twitter, and I am very grateful to the Canadians who pointed out this card on Twitter to Brad Andres, and that is another six-power Brobnar creature. I seem to have an affinity for those. Ogopogo. Very good, very good. <laughs> uh, and that's actually very local to us here in BC, so that's uh, that's even more cool that you chose that one. Excellent, excellent. If you head on over to Kelowna, British Columbia, where Ogopogo supposedly lives, there is so much uh, tacky Ogopogo merch that you can purchase everywhere. It's the best. Oh, man. (laughs) I might need some tacky Ogopogo merch at some point. (laughs) Ed, for your benefit, if you're unaware, Ogopogo is Canadian Loch Ness Monster. Okay, that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> it's not a giant swimming in the water if you're if that's where your imagination went. <laughs> <laughs> People actually think the Loch Ness monster exists. So, but stranger People things have think happened. Think the Ogopogo exists too. So. <laughs> and the the other one, or the other answer was Mugwump, which I actually did not know. For, I, uh, I didn't know that one either. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was a is a is a lake monster. Actually, I could see it being something else. So that's that's an interesting one. All right, so Ed, over to you next. Okay, so we've got one from our Keyforge podcasting family friend, Jupiter, here. And Alex, I will ask you, which card asks, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go? (sighs) Just thinking about it from a flavor text perspective... Oftentimes, a Keyforge card has an ironic flavor text. This is going to be a stab in the dark. Is it Earthbind? I'm afraid it's not Earthbind. It is a friend from our, the first set, Nature's Cool. <gasps> oh, so you are, you oh, are the right. <laughs> That's why there's wow. three of them. Get it? Nature's call, and then you get to return three things. So, oh man, it's very that's a very appropriate flavor text. Yes, uh, extremely appropriate, and I am ashamed that I did not get it. The first, the first failed question in this quiz show. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I totally would have gotten it, Alex. <laughs> 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 
I would not have gotten it, listener. <laughs> I'm wondering if if in the uh, job description for Keyforge designers, they have uh, must have a, a good sense of humor, a good sense of irony, and a good sense of sarcasm as part of the job description. I think as nostalgia is another one too, potentially. 100%. Okay, Blake, back to you. Zach, here we are. Whew. The following cards are uncommon cards that will let you forge a key outside the forge a key step. Which of these cards has appeared more than once in a deck? So this is question is coming from Arc V2 Brackets Lockbreak. And these key cheats you have an option to choose from is A, Choda Hazari from Untamed, B, Obsidian Forge from Dis, C, Data Forge from Logos, or D, Night Forge from Shadows. Mm. Oh my goodness. Okay, so Uncommon Key Cheats, which has appeared more than once in a than deck. Once. It's Choda, Obsidian Forge, Data, Data Forge, Forge, and Night Forge. And Night Forge. Oh man, um, I am just going to have to pick the worst one. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Night Forge. That is correct. Excellent. Whew, I don't know right. how you got that, Zach. Blake and I were yeah. Saturday, yesterday <laughs> doing this one and being like, oh, I wonder what it is. It's probably Chota. Yeah, 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 definitely Chota. And then we listened yeah. it and we were like, no way. <laughs> no, I was confident it was not Chota. I was confident it was not Chota because he's too he's too good. And he can already appear alongside Key Charge, which does the exact same thing. But yeah. yeah. Well, well reasoned. Yeah, I would not have gotten that if it was not multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Moving over to Ed, we got the scores. Zach has four, Alex has two, with a question in hand. Let's go, Alex. All right. Uh, I, I just want to say right now that I think now would be an interesting time for me to invoke one of my lifelines. I'm a little Ooh. bit behind, so I'm going to hit old Zach with the bait and, the switch. Bait and switch. No, where's my Ooh. discombobulator? Where did I put it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, bait and switch. Interesting. So bait and switch uh, for our listeners is the lifeline that allows you to use if you're behind and only if you're behind. And you can, if you get the question right, you do get one point for it, but that is one of your opponent's points. So very much like our friend, the card bait and switch that says, well, if you're behind on Amber, you get a steal a little bit. You're doing exactly that. So Alex, are you ready for this? I am so ready. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking a lot about Brobnar Giants so far. Which Brobnar Giant is quoted in the flavor text of Chant of Hubris? And don't worry, I'm not going to give you, you know, every single Brobnar Giant in history here. I'm going to give you three. Is it Bramo, Bumpsy, or Gron Ninetoes? Which Brobnar giant is quoted in the flavor text of Chant of Hubris. Whew, oh my. You know, this is this goes to show that uh, for all my confidence about my love of Brobnar, that I really don't pay attention to flavor text. So once again, a shot in the dark. We'll see how this one plays out. I'm going to say Bumpsy. I'm sorry, Alex. It's oh. not Bumpsy. Anyone else? And stunned silence, it is Gron Nine Toes. That would have been my second mm. guess. Clearly that hubris lost Gron a toe. 
And lost me that point. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. My, my point is safer now. Okay, so Zach, next up we have a question again from Arc V2, brackets lock break. And it says, two cards were misprinted in the Coda starter decks. What cards were they? You must say both. Oh my. You know, I think it's time for a wild wormhole. All right, wild wormhole. Because I don't like that question. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Alex knew the answer to that one. I can think of one of them. So, Wild Wormhole as a Lifeline states that after a contestant is asked a question, but before they answer it, they may use this lifeline to not answer that question. Instead, the host goes to Archon Arcana and clicks random page and makes up a question based on the page they are taken to. Randomization, we are randomly landing on. All right. So here we are. Give me uno momento to just look over and decide what it says. Of course, I will I will use that time to pray to blinking line. <laughs> All right. I have got the question I wish to ask based on this. The question I'm going to ask you is about the card perplexing sophistry. Mm. Okay? Mm -hmm. The card text on perplexing sophistry reads... It's an action, gives you an ember pip, and it says play. If your opponent has more ember than you, draw a card. If you have more ember than your opponent, archive a card. True or false? Oh. Oh, let's see. Perplexing sophistry. It's the shadow's action card. The shadow's action card. I'm going to say I think that is false. Can you name the card that belongs to? That does not belong to Perplexing Sophistry. Uh, that belongs to... Oh, I, I cannot, actually. I cannot. It belongs to Dust Chronicles. Dust Chronicles. When I see those two cards, though, for me, I always would get those confused reading an Archon card. So mm -hmm. I thought I would test your uh, your skills in that. I got to say, that's it's pretty hard coming with the question right on the spot. But uh, no, well indeed. done, Zach. You got that correct. Oh, goodness. All right. The cards that were misprinted in the Coda starter decks, they were actually Anger and Full Moon. And the reason why they were misprinted, because they got a pip of Ember added to them. Full Moon is the one that I always remember, because yeah, me the idea of it getting a pip of Ember on top of everything else in that era was so bonkers to me. Yeah. Mm, I was going to say Dimension Door, which I was certain was incorrect. So that's why I had to Wild Wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was well played. Okay, Ed, over to you. Okay, definitely an interesting piece of Keyforge trivia, that, Blake. And another interesting piece of Keyforge trivia here for you, I think, Alex. This is a question coming at us from NVL Ambi. And the question is... Which mutants were reprinted in Mass Mutations? And I'm going to give you a clue here. It is two mutants and... If you get one of them, you get half a point. All right. One of them is Desanya. I know that for a fact. The other one, I want to say it's a Logos creature as well. And I want to say it's the six power creature where you draw a card if you destroy another 
creature, but I can't think of its name. Is there another mutant that was reprinted? I can't think of one, so Desania for the half point, I hope. Sorry, Alex, I'm afraid that Desania was not reprinted in Mass Mutations. Uh, the two mutants that were reprinted in Mass Mutations are Skippy Timehog, who I opened for the first time ever. I never got that in any decks before. Uh, last night when playing some first uh, Mass Mutations games and Research Smoko. Oh, Shucks. Man. <laughs> uh just in my own defense here, I heard mass mutation as uh, worlds collide, and I think I was distracted by the smoothness of, of Ed's vocal oh, delivery. You. So shame on me for not paying oh, closer no. attention to what was being Probably said. Probably not the first victim of that either. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only reason I'm on Call of Discovery, so I'd say, yeah, you're at least the second. I'm blushing, everyone. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? What's our point total at here? All right. So now we're at Zach at five and Alex at two. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. So next up I have for you, Zach, is uh, the Coda Shadows creature Macus Asp has what two keywords? And this comes forger underscore of underscore keys. Ah, they are. That is just such a useful creature. Uh, that is poison and skirmish. The most deadly correct. of asps. Ooh. All right. Over to you, Ed. Wow. No hesitation there, Zach. None at all. I would have been able to answer that one. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I believe him. I'll, yeah. I was, uh, my, my, one, my one question that wasn't quite as easy, I just wild wormhole my way into victory there. <laughs> Hit me, Ed. The next question by an E. Pocock is, what is definitively the best Keyforge Pog? No, I joke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the next question is about a Mass Mutations card that shares its name with a former Voltor champion. So what is the name of the Mass Mutations card that does share its name with a former Voltor champion? This, I think, is a really interesting question. It's brought to us by the Forger of the Keys on Instagram. Well, Ed, um, I am a perhaps bad podcast host for not paying especially close attention to competitive winners so i'm okay. afraid that i'm going to have to invoke my own wild wormhole, wild wormhole. okay mm. we have a wild wormhole no relation to the podcast of course and here we go we're spinning up random oh this is exciting poor opie i'm just sending going through all those wormholes poor guy okay so we have a I believe this is a new card for Mass Mutations here. It is Dreadbone Decimus. Uh, what a name for a creature. It is a dinosaur assassin, and it has a play fight effect. So, Alex, is this true or is this false? You may exult with Dreadbone Decimus. If you do, destroy a creature with lower power than Dreadbone Decimus or destroy a creature with higher power than Dreadbone Decimus. Is it lower or is it higher? Thankfully, we discussed this card very recently on Help from Future Self, so I can say definitively that Dreadbone Decimus destroys a creature with lower power. You are 110% correct there. 
I would have been choked if you didn't get that right. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, he made it through the wormhole. Nice, All right, the wormholes nice. are coming through in the clutch right now. And the vault tour winner was, of course, Rachel Trimble, the winner of the, I believe, the first of all the vault tours, the Eindhoven vault tour. So uh, Rachel Trimble there immortalized in a mass mutations card. I'm sure there's there's no connection. Okay, Zach. Next up for you, I have the question from Guy Barget. Maybe he's French, or maybe it's Guy Barget. I don't know. Mm. I apologize if this is mispronunciated. Uh, so the question is, Quixo the Adventurer is not the only former FFG employee to be immortalized as a Keyforge card. What mass mutations character bears an uncanny resemblance to former card games manager Mercedes Ophim, if I'm pronouncing that correct, O-P-H-E-I-M. And this one is a multiple choice for you. So is it A, Master of the Grey from Sanctum, B, Mercy Malkin Queen from Untamed, C, Hayden Oswin from Star Alliance, or D, Dark Queen Gloriana from Untamed? Oh, man. I know FFG employees get the get their likeness on art after being there a while, and I've seen Mercedes in a cast, but I can't say I've been paying attention to the likeness. Um, I don't think it's the Dark Queen, and, oh, it's either the Star Alliance creature or Mercy... I'm going to go with my favorite between those two, and I'm going to say Mercy Malkin Queen. That is correct. Whew, that was a pure <laughs> guess. That was a pure guess. Oh, my gosh. Wow. All right. Well done. So now the score is seven to three. I'm smelling a doorstep to heaven here, everyone. I'm smelling a doorstep to heaven. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> All right, Alex. Bring it home. Okay. So the next question for you, Alex, here is about a card that tells the weather forecast. So the card says it that it forecasts partly cloudy with a chance of acid rain. Which card forecasts partly cloudy with a chance of acid rain? Oh, goodness gracious. I want to say Poison Wave, even though I don't think that's correct. Unfortunately, it's not Poison Wave. With a with a bit of Martian generosity, it is Ammonia Clouds. <gasps> that's why I was thinking in that direction. Oh, it's, my you, goodness. You're so close. You were so close. Definitely in the right ballpark there. Definitely in the right ballpark. This question came to us again. Another one from our, our podcast family friend, Jupiter. Okay. We can tell that Jupiter is a fan of flavor text so far. So <laughs> Absolutely. And, and apologies, Alex, there. Oh, no need to apologize for uh, his inability to answer the question correct. Come on, oh, Alex. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brutal, Blake. See, this is the reason why we actually call him coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the uh, the aggressive nature offcast that you don't see. <laughs> Man, uh, tough love. I guess I don't need to trash talk at all because Blake is just taking care of all that for me. That's very generous. You got it. <laughs> there are going to be laps after this. We're running laps. <laughs> so next up we have for Zach, the question is coming from Lord of Winter, and it is the maximum number of enhancements in mass mutation is how many? 
I just feel bad for Alex because that's a really easy question. But I will thank Lord of Winter so much, another Archons of Atlanta person, because that maximum number is five. Yeah, we we had the issue where our pool of questions wasn't as large as we originally thought because there was we had six questions which were duplicates. Oh, oh no. But they were not phrased exactly the same way. That was the weird thing. So it, it caused yeah. us to, to have a bit of a lesser pool than we originally uh, originally thought. So mm-hmm. we had to just uh, go with what made sense. But hey, this is for everyone to know. Learn at the same time. If you did not know the maximum was five, now you will never forget. That's true. Indeed. And the, the next question is one around house leaders for you here, Alex, from... Joseph Manti, and the question is, can you name four of the eight known house leaders? All right, we've got Stone Stonefather, clearly the best. Oh. We've got the Shadow Council. We've got Captain Val Jericho. We've got Eldest Bear. We've got Lord Invidious. Uh, we've got, uh, the Mad Prophet Gizzleheart. Indeed. And one more, if you, if you get the, you've got the point. But that's, a, that's a flex right this there. Is, this is uh, bragging rights. Uh, we've got Zizzy Zizzy Zizek. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. No one knows how go. it's pronounced, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, mathematicians, I think. <laughs> it's not a card made for podcasts. <laughs> All right, there we go. That was that was that's what I'd like to see, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? What, on the doors, Blake. Yeah. What what is that point total at now? All right, so we're at eight to four mm. with two questions left. Okay. Okay. So, Zach, Blake, this question comes from Martin Grangi from Denmark. Oh, no, that's going to be hard. They are not easy about their questions in Denmark. They're very serious. (laughs) I just hope that I pronounced his name correctly. I apologize if I did not. So there is a flavor text that says, did it just say Niffle? And it's the flavor text printed on Niffle Ape, which was first seen in Call of the Archons. Which character from a future set was being both teased and quoted? Ah, that uh, is made a little bit easier by the fact that their lovely name was just on the tongue of my opponent here, and that would be Captain Val Jericho. That is correct. I would also like to point out that I knew the answer to that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ed. I love that Martin put as his source here. I think you might have mentioned this, Blake. Look at the card, yo. (laughs) Yeah, look at the card, yo. So good, so good. So, Alex, I've actually got a question from myself here Hold for up. you now. I think it's time that I invoke my final lifeline, oh. <gasps> Doorstep, doorstep to Heaven. Doorstep to heaven. <gasps> oh, and Doorstep to Heaven is the Keyforge card, of course, immortalized here in quiz form, where Alex can bring if he gets the answer right, of course, bring Zach down to five points. No. So with Alex on four points currently, they could be level at the end of this round. Yes, because doorstep actually works on both players. So if Alex had been at six and done this, he would have gone down as well. It's just like the Mm. card. You go down to five. So Alex, how are you feeling? You you ready for this? I am probably not ready, but I remain confident that... uh, 
I, I might be able to guess it if I do not know the answer. So, Ed, just just let me have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in the new Secrets of the Crucible RPG book, which two new Keyforge houses are unveiled? In the new Secrets of the Crucible RPG book, which two new Keyforge houses are unveiled? These are both unveiled as major houses of the Crucible. There are a total of 11 in the book, the nine we know currently uh, through the card game and these additional two. I can't answer this question because despite the fact that I have had that book on order since it was originally announced, it has not yet shipped to me and is, as far as I can tell, not available with Canada. So I just gotta walk away. I don't have an answer to the question. We're just gonna mulligan this question because of the nature that none of us knew the answer and I only knew because Ed and I had a discussion about it while we were planning this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sub in the next question and and then Ed's going to come up with one for this situation to ask Zach. So, Alex, this next question comes from our pal Daniel Busto and it is, what is the only Keyforge card with an insect trait not in House Untamed? Oh my goodness, that's an excellent question. It's a good one. I can picture the card in my head. It's in House Logos. You get a pip of amber for playing it, and it lets you see your opponent's hand. Ooh. And the name of that card... That's really going to bug me if you don't get this right. So it's really going to bug me if Ed, I don't Ed and get and I had, it right. Zach. Ed and I had a discussion about this. We we actually came up before this happened. We said if if the player can describe everything about the card but not the name, that we felt that there was maybe uh, room to say it's it's correct. Sure. Well, Alex isn't psychic, so. Hmm. Oh, it's psychic bug. <laughs> <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> wow, oh, no. the competition is fierce here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, wait, so I, forgot we, to, I forgot to be cutthroat. Oops. So I think that's. Uh, I think Doing that's a research. fair thing, and we'll keep that going forward. If if you can do everything but the name, like perfectly describe the card, which you did. Uh, do you know the power of the creature? Uh, one, I think. Okay, that is the final tiebreaker. You have to do everything on the card. So, let's see. Did you get it right? Might be two. Lock it in. What's your final answer? Oh, how dare you? Um, uh, two. All right. So, you're going with, say, sum it all up for us now. What is, what is the card? One Pip of Amber playability, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure if it's play reap, but playability. You got to get it all. You got to get it all. See your opponent's hand uh, so, on play. And I believe it's a play reap, and okay. it's a two power. Okay, you got it. You got it all. Oh my it, God. it is a <laughs> you get a pip of ember, two power, and it's play reap. Look at your opponent's hand. That is that. If you can describe absolutely everything on the card, that's what counts. If you miss one thing, it's an all or none deal for that. If you don't know the name, so uh, well done. You pulled off. You pulled off the doorstep. So. Zach, you are now unrelatedly. I'd like to thank my good friends at Archon Arcana who made their site so incredibly accessible via the cellular telephone. (laughs) (laughs) Did you actually cheat? 
No, 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 God no. <laughs> Why would you say that then? <laughs> for, for humor reasons? <laughs> all right. So with that, the game is all tied up. Ed, you're doing the next two questions back to back. One to Zach, which you just created, and then Alex's question. We're tied up here, so let's see how this finishes off. Oh, man. Oh, man. Indeed, I am, Blake. Indeed, I am. So, Zach, unfortunately, our dear friend Brad Andres has moved on to a another another games company to to make unmatched and other interesting things. But who are the three members known of the current Keyforge design team? Who are the three members known of the current Keyforge design team? I will accept first names. Okay, the three current members who are not Brad. It is certainly one of them is the curly-haired, the curly-haired youthful Danny. Indeed, indeed. Then there is. Are you going to try and describe him like we just did with the card and trying to? Curly hair. Him, he's got three power. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a reap ability. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be Danny. It is going to be the the stalwart and thoughtful Aaron. Yes, indeed. And uh, can you describe what goes on on Aaron's card? <laughs> what house does Aaron belong to? <laughs> uh, uh, Aaron has the uh, the play effect. Uh, name your favorite podcast and make sure at least one of them isn't recording anymore. Uh, that's his play effect. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch! Not salty at all, Zach. Not salty at all. Uh, oh man! And the third person is most definitely named Greg. <laughs> That's a guess. Oh no, oh, Zach! I'm afraid it's I can't give you this one. Oh no! Oh, the, no. The, th- the third is Tyler, uh, of course. Tyler, uh, also the designer for or current designer for Legend of the Five Rings, the card game as well, lending his skills and experience to Keyforge. Uh, of course, that you would did hit. not pull a punch at all asking your own teammate that question. <laughs> that that's that's only fair. That's only fair. Oh, it stings! It stings! But I had to make it. it hard. I had to make it hard. And Zach, what are you doing? Come on, man! Uh, I, I I am not Ooh. stalking the design team enough. Apparently, I need to really up my game there. <laughs> well, uh, looks like Alex, you can take it home right now. Oh man. Okay, so Alex, final question here. And uh, I think this is a fun one. We've got a multiple choice. Uh, what is the indisputably best card in Keyforge? And this question, I have to give a bit of context here. It comes from the man who said on his most recent podcast, uh, which we at Call of Discovery would like to call the NARP of all podcasts, uh, <laughs> said, quote, uh, just remember, Call of Discovery is a terrible co- podcast. Make sure never to listen to them. This is, of course, D House from the Wild Wormhole. And I, I say to you, D House, Call of Discovery are delighted to be the key hammer to your Wild Wormhole. So, uh, <laughs> back to the question the indisputably best card of Keyforge. Is it Alex A, Control the Weak? B, Nature's Call, C, Tribute, or D, 
the wild wormhole. This is, of course, (laughs) D-House. D-House, from the Wild Wormhole podcast, Mm. wants me to answer the question of what the best Keyforge Keyforge card is, indisputably, and one of the options is Wild Wormhole. Hmm. Seems suspicious, doesn't it? It absolutely does. But you know what? Uh, Nothing ventured, nothing gained. I'm going to go with Wild Wormhole. You would be absolutely 100% correct there, Alex. So congratulations. It is Wild Wormhole. And Blake, what are the scores? Zach, five. Alex, six. Squeak it out with the doorstep. Man, oh, man. Not only did you give Zach the hardest question, you proceeded to give a layup. <laughs> oh, I've been, I've been set up. You've been set up. I'm really I sorry, we, Zach. I've I'll accepted get you, Tyler. Oh wait, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Zach. I'm handing in my notice to call of discovery, and I'm joining help from future self. This is goodbye. <laughs> wow, what a heel turn! Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yes, uh, well, Call of Discovery is being officially renamed Beware the Eyes, where we uh, trash talk uh, actually multiple people in the Keyforge community now. (laughs) A big shout out to my friend D-House for that one. And uh, I would like everybody to be aware that uh, this victory uh, comes completely untainted. There is no asterisk. This was purely on skill with no assistance from anybody and certainly... uh, you know, just based on my own absolute propensity for tree forge or uh, key forge trivia. Sorry, tree forge. Uh, <laughs> yes, tree forge. I want to play some tree forge. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Alex. I was uh, I was busy taking about twenty three knives out of my back. What did you just say? At <laughs> <laughs> two, Blake. Uh, well, we cannot end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment. This one is called Help, Help from, future, from self. future Self. I have one for us this week, and it is this. If you have the opportunity to collaborate and have fun and chat with your Keyforge friends all around the world, even if you don't live in the same place, please take that opportunity. Get on Discord, get on Zencaster, get on whatever tool you use to be able to have these conversations, play games, record content, create new things for the Keyforge community, because this is without a doubt the most fun I have ever had making an episode of Help from Future Self. And I would like to thank Ed and I would like to thank Zach for coming on the podcast and for for proposing this idea in the first place because this was absolutely terrific. And uh, I'm just so thankful that we had the opportunity. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having us. It's been an absolute blast. I got to ask the question, are you ready for us to go on and record another episode with the roles reversed with myself and Zach asking the questions and you and Blake answering them? You bet we're ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. You can find me on The Crucible and on Instagram, on, on Twitter as Scuzzy Gruen. Where can they find you, Blake? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Boulevard Paper Fight. That's BLVD Paper Fight, as well as on YouTube. Lots of content going up now with Mass Mutations out. Where can they find you online, Zach? Uh, they can find me mainly on Twitter at my recently updated handle, uh, Ed Pocock is the worst. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But uh, it's normally Z-A-C-H underscore leg week. Zach underscore leg week on Twitter. And where can they find you online, Ed? They can find me, well, under our podcast banner, Call of Discovery. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. You can email us questions and just find me here or there and everywhere, basically. Terrific. All right. We got a whole other episode of this. If you enjoyed this episode of Help from Future Self, please go over and check out the follow-up episode on Call of Discovery. We'll see you there. Until then, stay forging. Stay forging.